Welcome to the first episode of our new mini-podcast, Single Scoops. As you know, we've been taking a break for a while, but during this time we still wanted to put out content, so every once in a while we'll be releasing bite-sized episodes like these. The subject matter will usually be on things that are not big enough to be whole episodes of our main podcast, or that don't neatly fit into the realm of K-pop, but are still considered South Korean media. Another feature is that it won't always be the usual K-pop Sunday host lineup. It could just be me, JR, talking, or like this episode where old R and I discuss something we both enjoy. Guests are also a possibility, although we don't have anything set in stone right now. These episodes won't be a weekly thing, but we are hoping that at least once a month one will come out, so stay tuned and let us know what you think. Alrighty, let's get into the first Single Scoop episode. On today's episode, we're going to be covering the drama because it's my first life. So first, let's talk about the plot. It's about a drama writer who leaves her family home after it gets too crowded and she ends up with a roommate who is a male programmer. At first, there's some confusion because of the way they were introduced through text messages. The writer thinks that her roommate is a girl and the male programmer thinks that his roommate is a boy. They end up in a fake marriage out of convenience as she needs a place to live, and he needs a tenant who will pay him monthly. As with any other contract marriage, hijinks ensue. The name of the drama is significant because there's a strong theme of learning to be okay with yourself and your mistakes because it's your first life. Now let's go into some basic info about it. The drama was written by Yoon Nan Jung, and it was directed by Park Jun Hwa. It had 16 episodes. It ran from October 9th to November 28th, 2017 on TVN. Now let's talk about the main characters and the actors who play them. Jung So Min plays the main female protagonist, who is the drama writer, and her name is Yoon Ji Ho. Jung So Min has definitely made her mark on the drama industry from Playful Kiss to the more recent remake of the Japanese show The Smile Has Left Your Eyes. Lee Ming Yi plays the main male protagonist and programmer, Nam Se Hee. He's been in a lot of things, but his more recent shows are The Beauty Inside and The Lies Within. Another notable mention is Yoon Bo Mi. She's an idol from the group A Pink, and she plays a co-worker of Nam Se Hee. In regards to acting, you may know her from seasons 1 and 2 of Farming Academy or the recent miniseries Please Don't Date Him. Now let's talk about what we liked and disliked about the show. So first up for me, what I liked was that it felt like it was written by someone who was older, like wasn't a teenager. <laughs> it was like someone who actually lived a couple of years of life outside on their own and it felt like she she understood how you can end up in certain strange situations such as where you might end up with a male roommate and end up in a contract marriage for a limited time it wasn't like till death do you part it was for a limited time and then i also enjoyed that it showed what healthy relationships look like with listening to each other, sacrificing for each other, and fighting for relationships when they matter to you. Because the main couple, that was one of the great things about them, was that they really understood each other because they listened and they really thought through, how am I going to treat them in this relationship? It was not at all one-way street. It wasn't self-centered. And that was a very nice change from some other dramas that I've seen over the years. This is not a spoiler, but there was a time when each of them went to basically their in-laws and they helped each other's families and they did tasks. And that really made the family think, wow, th this is a really good match. 
And I thought that was, like, really cute that, like, they had, like, their base level obligations with just being, like, clean roommates, paying rent on time and all that stuff, and taking care of the kitty, which is one of the best characters in this. But the fact that they both went the extra mile for each other, and it was consistent, and they communicated, and they got closer because of those understandings. And I feel like that was a very good model for healthy relationships. The main thing that I enjoyed was that I feel like with a lot of dramas, they're written by people who haven't really lived or understand how you can end up in situations, but this show understands it and also it has the characters respond like actual adults around their 30s <laughs> would respond. Yeah, it's, a, it's mature, I think, is kind of what we both came to. It's not the mature words like, ooh, lots of violence, very sexy. No, no, no. It's just an understanding, a mutual deep understanding that makes it mature. And that's what I enjoy about it. So, JR, what did you enjoy about this? So, this was actually my second time watching this show. And I remember the first time I watched it, I loved it. And then Old R here asked for a marriage contract drama recommendation and I was like well I remember absolutely adoring this one so let's watch this one and part of the reason I like it so much is because the drama isn't slow paced it's more a slow burn things don't happen too quickly in succession which I like it allows you to sit there and kind of marinate on what happens I guess is what I want to say it doesn't trudge along at all but nothing happens too fast either and I really enjoy that about it it's also at a re I feel like it's a reasonable pace. There was a point with dramas a couple years ago where it was like they were like rushing to the end and like they didn't get things resolved until like the last episode. But then there's been a recent trend where dramas basically resolve the main conflict and then they're just hanging out in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Which I like a lot more. <laughs> well, the problem with that one, though, is that it felt like it kind of overstayed its welcome sometimes. That's true. But that was just something that I liked about this one was that it felt like it was at the right pace. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like there were too many conflicts added in at once. It didn't feel like things were happening so fast. I didn't understand what was going on. It didn't feel so slow that I was bored. It just felt like you were riding along. And then blank happened. Because of this, then this happened. It felt like very well paced. Yeah, it was very natural. It is also one of the better K-dramas when it comes to the side characters. By the end of the show, you're really attached to the two other couples, and I think they really fleshed out their plots, and they made sense to have as characters in the show. They influenced the two main characters, and their influence actually had bearing on the plot in the end. They felt like foils, where like it wasn't just, oh, we're just gonna put some people in here to make the main characters have friends. Like, it felt like the friends actually had a function. And it was more of comparing, like, the main couple to how other couples are. It's like, oh, I don't think that this is good. Oh, this is really good. Mm -hmm. Especially with how the different characters react to each other. Yeah. Like, the girls, each girl thinks of things differently. Each guy approaches their relationships differently as well. So I felt like it was a very good comparison. And the main actress in this... She was also in Can We Get Married, which did the same thing, where you had a couple that was considering getting married, you had a couple that was married and getting divorced, and then you had a couple that were older and they were starting to fall in love. And it felt like the main actress took the lessons she learned from that drama and applied them here <laughs> very maturely. 
Yeah. And it's to the point where it almost feels like the show is actually centered on all three couples and not just the main two. The main two are still right. the focal point, but they give a good amount of time to the other two couples so that you do feel for them, you do have an emotional attachment to them, and so when things happen to them, you also, you know, have feelings about it. It's not just, well, oh, I wish their scene would end type of thing, which I feel like happens with a lot of K-dramas. There's a lot of side characters that they give time to, but you're sitting there like, I wish you would move this along so that we can get to the more entertaining main couple type thing, you know? Because, like, you have obviously the main story, but then the side stories also related back. It was tightly interwoven. It felt like it added value, not detracted. Exactly. My second to last point I want to make is that I'm a big fan of Bomi just in general. I enjoy watching her on variety shows and also more recently in K-dramas. And I think in this one, she was just a real scene stealer for me because she had such dry wit and she portrayed it so perfectly. It just, every time she came on, I was just waiting for her to say something really funny, even though like her character probably didn't mean for it to come across funny. Anyway, she did a really good job in this show and I'm hoping for her to have some bigger roles in the future. And please don't date me, she did have a good size role, but it was a mini series. So yeah, I hope she gets some other stuff soon. Another thing about Bomi was that if it weren't for JR telling me that she was from A-Pink, I wouldn't have guessed it. Because, like, I listen to A-Pink's music. I don't know the girls, like, as individuals. Like, I do not know who the members are. I like their music, just don't know who the members are. Even though I know H.O.T., a couple of the members are big fans of A-Pink. But the way that her mannerisms came off, she did not at all look like an idol. Like, she kind of dressed like one, but she did not act like one so if it weren't for JR telling me that I wouldn't have guessed it so I think that that also shows what a good actress she is mm -hmm. and the final thing I want to mention of course is the cat because this cat was another scene stealer every time the cat was on screen we would be messaging back and forth talking about the cat and not what was happening in the scene <laughs> <laughs> just a really beautiful white fluffy cat and it had so much expression we really loved the cat. Just as much as say he loved him. It was such a good kitty too. How like it wanted to be picked up and held mm -hmm. and would purr whenever like it was held by like a certain actor. It was just so A cute. very chill it was, cat. It was so good. Yes. Just like the amount of times the cat just got picked up and moved somewhere and the cat was just like, I'm going. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but also I love that the kitty would wait at the front door for either of its owners to come home. And it valued both of them. Both Sehi and Jiho. Kitty loved both. One of the weird things about Sehi was that he basically had an algorithm for what he was looking for in a roommate. And one of the points that got Jiho like over the top to where he wanted her to stay with him was that she was good to his kitty <laughs> and that the kitty liked her. He was like, she knows how to scoop a litter box and the cat likes her. Points. Which, to be fair... If I've got a pet and, like, my pet likes whoever I'm dating, that is absurdly good points for them. Now let's move on to things that we didn't like so much about the show. So there was only one thing I didn't really like, and JR, she backs me <laughs> up on this, is that there was one part where there was a character who was supposed to be thought of as a creep, and I think it was only over, like, one episode. 
maybe to Max where he was supposed to be thought of this yeah. way. But even though his actions turned out to have a justification and he wasn't weird at all, the way that they framed it, I just never lost my wariness of him. Like, I always felt like I was waiting for him to do something. And the fact that he didn't, I always just felt like, well, why? Yeah. Like, the way that he was written, it just set that up too well. And I was just like, when is he going to do it? Oh, is it going to be this episode? He's going to turn out to be the real jerk in the end? No. There's at one point where Sehi confronts the guy. And I think that Sehi was totally in the right. Because considering all, like, once again, the stuff that stacked up, I, I just can't believe that he turned out to be a very big sweetheart. Yeah. It just, it felt like they were setting something up down the road in the show that would, you know, take place and it'd be kind of shocking. Which, I'm glad they didn't, because I think it would have detracted more than this weirdness already kind of did. But the end to the setup never came. So, you're just kind of... Yeah, that's, that's a good way You're just kind of looking at this guy like, he didn't really add too much in the end. Well, he... He helped um, Jiho. He he did push Jiho and Sehi together. That's though. true. That's true. He pushed multiple characters in a positive direction, but I was just waiting for it to be like a part of some big plot against everyone. Exactly. <laughs> that never happened. <sighs> so JR, what about you? Okay. While the show mainly focuses on Sehi and Jiho's relationship, we have mentioned this already, but we are given glimpses into the lives of Jiho's friends. And with that comes one of my biggest issues, the third couple, Horang and Wansuk's relationship. Now, the two of these people, they've been together for around seven years, I believe. They live together, and yet they have the absolute worst communication skills that I've seen in a K-drama. They're constantly on completely different pages and arguing because they have different ideas for the paths that they're going down. And it was just really frustrating to watch because these people are adults, and obviously being an adult doesn't mean you have perfect communication skills or that you're great at it, but if you've been together with someone for that long, it was just difficult for me to see them arguing over things that they should have talked about. And their scenes near the end just ended up frustrating me because at one point, Wansuk leaves his startup and goes works for Sehi's company so that he'll have a good job and... He does it for Horang, and obviously that's not a great reason to do something. You shouldn't do something just because somebody says that you should take other things into account. And so he ends up just having a bad attitude for the episodes following that. And just the fact that she was pushing him to do it, I didn't like. There was just a lot. And obviously they have like a happy ending and everything, but there just seemed to be very little growth between the two of them in comparison to the main couple and the other secondary couple. And I just, I wish there was a little bit more depth to their relationship specifically. Yeah, especially like at the beginning where like they were so supportive of each other, so kind to each other. But then you see as the drama goes on, they just make assumptions about each other. Mm -hmm. There's one part where Horang wants this one item and she says, oh, I really want to have it, yada yada. And so then Wonsak goes out and he gets it for her and then she gets mad at him. And she says, well, why would you get that for me? <laughs> I wanted this for like in a house yeah. when I've got like a husband and kids. And he's like, didn't you want this? Weren't you crying yeah. over this? So she wants a lot of concepts of things. And so when he actually gets the physical thing, 
like that's where the disconnect happens and that's what's frustrating because he thinks she wants that and she wants something else but they're not talking to each other about it so it's just disconnection but also when they do talk they don't say what they actually mm-hmm. mean like because jared and i were talking about this where honong said multiple times how she really wanted this one thing and like she told her co-workers and her friends same wordage i really want to have this and she didn't say oh i would like to have this when i blink 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 no she made it sound like she wanted it hey if the money was available i would be buying it today that's what she made it sound like so then even her friends were thinking that way too because one of her friends went and helped one buy mm-hmm. it and get into the ha- and get it to their apartment which first of all it's also a ladder going up that's not safe <laughs> but Horang wanted to have like a husband kids house and she wanted to be like a housewife so she basically worked just as a waitress because she thought, eh, I'm just leaving soon. I'm going to go be a wife. She did not want to make like her own effort in the world. She just wanted to be at home. Husband could do whatever, but she didn't want to put in the effort to being like the girlfriend leading up to the wife. And she didn't understand what her boyfriend wanted. Mm-hmm. Towards the middle, I don't think she even cared what yeah. Wonsuk wanted. She was just trying to push him towards what she wanted instead of, re- after seven years, not respecting your partner that is just i don't get that and then one suck on his side he just had a passion project and he was happy and he just loved his girl as she was but he didn't have any other ambition so they were on two very different wavelengths but they both were similar in that they both had a preconceived idea of what they wanted in life and they were determined to have it together but they had no higher ambitions, but they wanted the other one to have a different ambition. Yeah. And it just, especially on stuff like marriage and having children and moving and goal plans, that should have been established way before you got to seven years. Exactly. That is my biggest issue with it. (laughs) And also just as time went on, the more disrespectful that they got to each other about like what each other was into. And then also the way that the drama framed it. It was like, no, they have to go back to each other because they've been dating for so long. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, sometimes even if you've been with someone for so long, that doesn't mean you should end up with them because you can grow apart. Which they do for a period. Yeah, but it felt like, though, them getting back together was more just like, well, they had to. Like, there wasn't, if they had, like, some sort of growth and understanding and how relationships are give and take, not just Wonsuk giving and Horang taking, which was, that was a huge part of their relationship, but they had more of her doing stuff for him, not just pushing him into stuff yeah. that he was not into, that would have been better, but she... That's not the way the drama framed it. If they had moved their timeline back a little bit and allowed for the time apart to have more depth, I think it could have worked with them getting back together at the very end. But they started it a bit too late in the show, so yeah, it wasn't able to come to its full potential because of that. Yeah, that this part, this relationship, and then the weird guy are like the two kind of writing pitfalls Mm -hmm. in this drama because the rest of the writing is very cohesive it makes sense it's very mature understanding it's something that really stands out compared to a lot of other dramas Mm -hmm. that are coming out nowadays but and you're even at the time in 2017 but just these two points i'm glad that jerry you and i both have like these two yeah yeah and we both agree to this Otherwise, it would be. I think that the writing would be a perfect 10. Except the main characters, I will say this, though. I just thought about this. The main characters talk very 
pretentiously <laughs> at times. Yeah, there's a couple times where, like, the main characters are so pretentious and they go into, like, these deep thoughts that are, like, it sounds like something you would expect to read in a high school English class, but not for, like, actual people. Right. And I did want to mention, just quickly before we wrap up this section, they weren't ever berating Horang for wanting to be a mother or for wanting to be a housewife. No. Which I think is a good distinction to make. I think it was more so the fact that she was trying to force her dream onto somebody who didn't seem to be on the same wavelength as her. That was the issue here. Because there is a guy that comes and he's like, I want you to be my housewife, essentially. Like, it wasn't as, as weird as that sounds, but he's like, we could get married right away. We could have children right away. You could have what you want. She just doesn't go for it because she doesn't love the guy, obviously, but there wasn't, like, a shaming of her for wanting to be a mom, which I thought was nice. There were other things that were the issue with her character. Yeah, I was gonna say, it was more of an emphasis on her constantly putting stuff and forcing Wonsuk to be a certain way than it was what her dream Mm -hmm. was. Because I think that was also a good thing that this drama did where it didn't matter with any of the couples what their dreams or aspirations were. It mattered when they were being mean about it. Mm -hmm. There's a secondary couple who the guy, he just downright supports his girl. Like, whatever she wants. He's like, you want this? You go, girl. How can I help you get there? And he's like, I don't get what's going on, but I'm going to help you. And I loved that. And same thing, though, with the two main characters, because Sehi, like, he's very open to Jiho returning to writing. He's like, okay, but do it on your own terms. Mm-hmm. He, though, understands that it was something that she enjoyed. The reason why she left it was basically duress, as it were. So I liked how supportive he was of her, too. Alrighty. So, do you recommend it? Yes. Highly. For people who do not like a ton of conflict and scary moments outside of the first is it the first episode the first and second episode yeah okay so first of all trigger warning there is an incident with attempted sexual assault early on in the drama but then after that it is brought up but like you don't see it happening anymore and actually i love say he's response when he finds out about it that's actually one of my favorite parts of the drama so yes i do recommend it yeah so We both highly recommend this. Me on my second watching, her on her first watching. And you can watch the show on Netflix or on Viki. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSunbase or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Annyeong.